Hello and welcome to our Monday Chatter Check-In. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. We're so excited to share what we have been up to this past week. Despite some freezing temperatures, we were able to venture out of our apartment very bravely and bundled up. And we were able to see some gallery shows. And I think we both have never been so thankful that we now live in Chelsea. Yes, we're so, so thankful for that. And so thankful we live so close to so many grocery stores because... We had we had a little bit of a traumatic experience at Italy. We tried to go buy some um, things so that we have a lot of food. And while it snows, they send out this snow warning. Yeah, in so New we York. were like, we're not going to be able to leave. Everything's going to be closed. And I go online to try and do my Whole Foods Amazon yeah. Fresh order. And they have no time slots available for two days. Yeah, so that was really great. And so we went to Italy and everyone also decided this was a perfect time to go to Italy. And the line was so insane and everything was just like super overwhelming. Like we wanted to get some steak and we couldn't because it was just, the line was just too long. And then they ran out of things. It was very messy. It's the worst when the line is so long that you can't get your groceries because people are in yes, line, like yes. in front. And also I just feel like because of COVID, everything is just even like a lot worse than it would be normally. Everyone's on edge in a crowd. Exactly. So just not a great experience, but thankful nonetheless for, <laughs> for our great neighborhood. <laughs> But yeah, we saw two shows at David Swerner this weekend. Maybe let's start with the one that was on 19th Street since it was the one we went to first. Yes. So the show on 19th Street is titled Flavin, Judd, McCracken, Sandback and is actually up until February 20th. So anyone living in the city still has plenty of time to visit and can wait out the snowstorm. The show is arranged so that each artist is given their own room with, within the larger gallery, allowing visitors to experience each artist on their own, but also allowing easy comparison between the spaces. I think the standout of the show and perhaps the most Instagrammable space and like the one that I saw before we went yeah. to visit is 12 Works by Dan Flavin. Mm -hmm. Each work consists of two four-foot lamps positioned horizontally on a wall with a single two-foot lamp centered between them. So it's basically like three rows yeah. of lights and all of them are in various color combinations. Yeah, and the work was featured on our Instagram account, so be sure to follow us at Curative Chatter. But I just think these works are very cool because you see them from even before walking inside the gallery. Yes. Because since there are lights, like the reflection of the lights is just like seen from the street, which is very interesting. It like draws you in. Yeah. And then this is actually the first time these works are being shown as a group since 1996, which is so crazy because they do feel so modern. I know. In a way, they're not that different from the LED signs people have hanging up in our apartment. <laughs> Yeah. not in our apartment in, in their, their apartment <laughs> we don't do that no. here <laughs> um no i agree but it's crazy they were made before we were even born so crazy because like you said they just like feel so so modern and i really did like this i think it is like so amazing to be able to see them all together because since they're in such a large room and everything is just different colors and the room is white it just bounces off of the light bounces off of the walls and is reflected like throughout and it just feels like a very immersive experience even though I don't think it was created to be an immersive experience right. you know yeah I agree yeah and then next I think we should talk about the John McCracken room mm -hmm. which features six individual columns of similar but like slightly differing sizes and they're in 
in tones of black. The columns are installed in two rows of three. So it creates this grid-like feeling, almost as if you're walking through a maze yeah. in between them. It's another great photo op because you can see your reflection. Yeah, so we took some um, selfies. Obviously. I really like this. And he's very relevant right now because the monolith that appeared in Utah that we talked about a few months ago was also compared to McCracken Works. And Swerner has a McCracken Work in the 20th Street location. Yes. That's also very like Instagrammable and people take pictures in it because it looks like a mirror. So I think seeing it in the show just like resonated with a lot of people. And it is very different from other of his works. Like I like that it was black and not just like mm-hmm. the mirror like surface. A little bit more like unexpected. Yeah. What did you think of the Fred Sandback work? What I found so interesting about the Fred Sandback work is that, well, first, maybe I'll describe it. And yeah, then- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the artist basically hangs a string of yarn in various colors from Mm -hmm. the ceiling to the floor. So it has this really like vertical feeling. But what I found so interesting about the room was that the gallery was so crowded. Our friend is actually the gallery assistant at Mm -hmm. David's Werner. And he shared with us that that day there was a line of people waiting to get into the show. But the sandback room was empty. And I felt like people were just walking by it to see the McCracken and not noticing. And I mean, it's yarn, so it is very thin. (laughs) But it's evident that there's work on display. Right. And it's still very cool. It also feels like a maze almost. But I think people are scared to like get close to it or walk through it because it seems so frail compared to the other works it seems so fragile and Mm -hmm. like you don't want to engage with the work the same way you're drawn to engage with the mccracken or that yeah i agree and then there was also a judd room that was very i think it had works from their last exhibition the yeah which we talked about so we talked about that and it was cool but it was just like not as interesting because we had just seen so much judd i recently. think we've seen so much judd yeah. recently because we saw the show at moma yeah and then also at the gallery so to see it again was yeah. like i love it but but like someone said is it really a swinner show if there's no judd <laughs> <laughs> So then after our visit at 19th, we Mm -hmm. walked up to see the show on 20th, which is titled Albers and Mirandi, Never Finished. Both artists are known for engaging in a singular technique for the entirety of their career. So that's like the comparison that's being made. The pairing is not automatic as Albers is a German-American abstract painter and Mirandi is an Italian still life painter. However, this idea of surreality is immediately evident in both bodies of work. Yeah. And Albers employs a nested square format, which he endlessly experimented with through various color combinations and Mm -hmm. different effects. And Mirandi produced intimate still lifes and occasionally some landscapes in an attempt to engage with the viewer's perceptual understanding and memory of everyday objects and spaces. So if you first see the two works, they really are not similar. One's very abstract and one's just... Still lifes. Yes, (laughs) Yes. exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so Swerdner's website states that, quote, the exhibition will elucidate how the two artists' careful daily acts of duration and devotion allow each to highlight the essence of color and the endless possibilities of their respective visual motives. The show received rave reviews from The New Yorker in an article titled The Revelations of an Unlikely Pairing. The author goes as far as to say that, quote, the Swerdner show is one of the best installed that I've seen. I really like the show. But I don't know if it's one of the best shows I've seen. I like that they, this felt more curated and less like Instagrammable than yeah. other Swerner 
exhibitions like it's not like the Judd that just had so many like Judd works and like very bright and like catchy like I also think so many people relate Zwerner to Kusama, Kusama and, and the like, Infinity Room yeah but that's also like so Instagrammable like right. everyone goes to take pictures so I think like Zwerner just has this like reputation of being very like for the cameras and for like the clout yes so this is very very different from other things that um they've done before and it almost felt like it would belong in their 69th street location because i feel like their 69th street location usually has things more like this but i'm so glad it's downtown and i'm definitely glad i got to see it and i i didn't know much about morandi or albers I knew more about Albers yes. and Morandi, so I'm glad I got to learn more about it and like immerse myself a little more. And kind of going off of that, the article brings up the point that from a commercial standpoint, this show is really aiming yeah. to boost the profile of these two artists who are famous, but a little bit more on the fringe yeah. of other well-known. Mm -hmm. And then when you compare it to what's at the 19th Street location. It's, yeah. it's so much more academic, which mm -hmm. I think is why you made that point that you would more typically see it on the Upper East Side yeah. rather than the downtown, downtown location. location. But I also love that because of all the press it's getting, there was actually a wait in the lobby. Mm -hmm. We didn't have an appointment at both locations. Yeah, no. So we had to wait a few minutes before mm -hmm. being let in because so many people are going to see this more academic show. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a result of people just being bored because of the pandemic and yeah. walking around or the press that it's getting is really like engaging. I felt like it was a perfect day for a gallery walk. And I know I say that every time we do a gallery walk, but it was just so cold out. And there were so many people at galleries that probably had the same idea we did. Like not only at Well, Turner. it's one of the few indoor activities you can do right now yes. because you're not about to go sit inside at a restaurant. And it's so different than going to a museum because it shows that galleries are constantly changing. Whereas to... And like, so much more digestible in yes. a way. Like going to the Met is an all-day activity. activity. And like, yeah, sometimes you like don't really know what you want to see. And like here you know what you're getting yourself into. Like you know what the show is going to be about and you know you're going to see new things. Yes. But yeah, I think it's a very interesting show and I definitely recommend that everyone sees it. And I loved the article by The New Yorker. So we're going to link that in the episode notes, but also in our story. So if you want to like swipe up and just read it, it is a very good article it's in my opinion. Read. Yes, exactly. And finally, we also stopped at USC Miller Gallery, which is currently exhibiting a show by artist Angela Dufresne titled Long and Short Shots. Anna actually visited this show without me and was talking about it so much and trying to show me photos on her <laughs> phone that I thought we had to go together yeah. so we could discuss it here on the podcast. So it's the artist's first show at the gallery, and mm -hmm. this one is up through March 13th of 2021, so people have lots of time to plan a visit. Yeah, the show is composed of long shots, which are large and exist within the framework of history paintings, as well as smaller scale works, which are the short shots. Hence the name, yes. long and short shots. <laughs> yes, and those are mostly portraits that are placed throughout the space and in between the larger works, and this close-up versus wide view draws inspiration from the comparison of filmography. And I really did feel that comparison. Like yeah. when you think of a movie where you see the whole scene and then they zoom in on one yeah. character, like the show really does have that feeling. It kind of, the portraits kind of reminded me of Roy Lichtenstein portraits because they're very dramatic. Not in the style, obviously, because these are not dots. Like these are right. very, you know, literal yes. like brush strokes. But um, 
I don't know, just there were a lot of portraits of women and they're very dramatic and they look like <laughs> they are struggling. No, so I agree. That was very cool. But I love the history portrait type of things. The long shots. Yes. Because they have so many components to them. And we were talking after we left the gallery of how it is a type of work that you could stare at for hours and like find a new thing every hour like I feel like even you because it was your second time visiting you were able to notice some smaller details that you wouldn't have the first time I agree and it's the points made that the viewer really is supposed to take on the position of the camera so you almost like pan across this canvas Mm -hmm. and when you really look at it a lot of the images are almost perverse and very dark my favorite work is actually I was so excited to show it to Paige and she was like oh no why were you so excited (laughs) to show me this it's so weird it kind of is like a it was like a sarcastic view in like 2020 and there are these like little boys that are peeing from a balcony and the pee is like going into the cups of the people that are like eating below at a which is disgusting yeah it's so gross but I thought it was so cool the colors she uses are very vibrant and they are not like lifelike colors so like the entire painting was done in like yellow and green and not like the usual like tones you would see for like skin and like other things. So it's not realism. <laughs> no. And then all of them have little like notes on them that are like very inappropriate. <laughs> so I just thought it was very interesting. It's unlike anything I've seen. And they have so much detail that I thought it was so impressive that she managed to put these works together during 2020. And I think what's so amazing is the fact that these works are from 2020. Yeah. And at a time when this idea of a crowd is yeah. so... So scary. so scary seeing such like a dynamic chaotic work with mm-hmm. figures overlapping and grabbing each other it's yeah. almost surreal yeah and like you said I like discovered new things the second time I went mm-hmm. so I almost want to go back and just see them again and also I had never heard of her of I also was not yes. familiar and I loved learning about her because she lives in Brooklyn um, and I just think it's fun that she's here in New York and like painting here in New York I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I think that's it. But before we sign off, we have to give a restaurant highlight. And we're so excited (laughs) about this one. So it's La Bonbonniere in the West Village and it's a diner. And we didn't know if we were going to like it when we... It is a real like old school diner. diner. So we were not sure if it was necessarily the right place for us to go and and get brunch. And neither of us are um, like born and raised New Yorkers. So and it felt like the crowd there is like very New York. So we were like, oh, is, is this not our usual like type of spot like should we go should we not and then we went and we've been a couple of times now and we love it and we want to keep going back and they're selling very cute beanies and sweatshirts to support their staff during the pandemic so definitely check it out if you're in new york and it's cash only so and we went two weekends in the in a row and the the waiter (laughs) remembered me so now i feel like i'm a regular and have to go now a regular every week (laughs) so we're gonna keep going back every week so maybe um you'll see us there If you want to find us. (laughs) Yeah. And be sure to tune in on Thursday's Top 5 dropping later this week. And follow us on Instagram to stay up to date with all of our things. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.